You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. My name is Lawrence Coletti and I am the host for today's show, which is being recorded at ABA Tech Show in Chicago, Illinois at the historic Hilton Hotel on Michigan Avenue. And joining me today is Miss Debbie Foster. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Great. So glad you're here. But uh, I want to learn a little bit more about you for the benefit of our audience. Awesome. So I'm Debbie Foster with the Affinity Consulting Group. My office is based in the Tampa Bay area, and our firm works with lawyers all over the country to help them with technology, process, and management. Excellent. Excellent. Now you're here speaking at ABA Tech Show in two different events, but the one that we wanted to talk to you about was the one on the practice management track. What's the, what's the title of that one? So it is process management in a shifting legal landscape. Okay. So before we get into that, I want to learn a little bit more about the practice management track. Now, what in general does the practice management track cover? So the practice management track kicks off with a keeping your sanity, talking about practice management software and why law firms should use practice management software. It moves on talking a little bit about financials and law firm management reports you should be running. And then we jump into my session, which is about process management. And then the last session is about alternative fee arrangements or different kinds of billing arrangements that lawyers might want to have with their clients. Okay. And one more time, the title of your speaking event is called? Process Management in a Shifting Legal Landscape. All right. Give me the 50,000-foot view version of that. So what we're essentially going to talk about is systematizing what law firms do. Maybe not every single thing they do, but the things that they do over and over again, developing processes, documenting their processes, finding ways to have the technology that they're currently using or technology that they may need to support those processes. So they're done the right way every time, uh, minimizing errors, minimizing you know, the things that law firms go through drafting and redrafting, really trying to help them focus on defining a process on how they want things done in their firm. Okay, can you give me, you you talked about it a little bit, but give me some specific examples. So even some simple things that is applicable in every single law firm, like client intake, it depends who takes the client in as to what process actually happens. So what ends up happening is someone says, where's their retainer agreement? And they say, oh, I don't know. Maybe we never got that back from them. Or um, who's the primary contact for this matter? Well, why isn't it in the system? Well, maybe that person forgot to enter it. So it's even something so basic as going back to how do we want to do client intake? What are the steps that we're going to take? You know, we're going to bring a client in. How do we decide if we're going to ask them for a retainer or not? What is their retainer agreement going to look like? How are we going to make sure that they sign the retainer agreement, that we have it back? Making sure they understand our collection policy. Making sure that they understand we understand how they want to get their bills and what our uh, collection timelines are. You're going to get your bill. It's due within 15 days. How we, if we're still keeping a paper file, which some firms still do keep a paper file, how we're going to create that, where it's going to be, creating the matters in the billing system, set up the right way with the right rates. So we go through that whole process and then we outline it. So it's kind of like a recipe. For a long, long time, I've been talking to firms about having a cookbook. 
the firm cookbook, which is just comprised of a bunch of recipes about how you want the phone answered, how clients come in, how you draft uh, an engagement letter, how you draft estate planning documents, how we bill our clients, how we close our files, how we do conflict checks, all of those things, and just one at a time, putting recipes together, putting them into your firm cookbook, and then when a new person comes on board, we don't have to worry about the operator game where I train this person, they train that person, they train that person, and something has been lost in translation. Okay. I think this is, a, you know, processes and focusing on processes, I think is very natural for industries that manufacture, a, you know, a tangible product where you mm -hmm. see the result right away. Mm -hmm. But what I want to do is I want to get into why is this important for law firms that apply or that, right. that produce a service as opposed to a, uh, a tangible product. Sure. So it's almost like I asked you to ask me that question. <laughs> I was reading your mind. Right, thank you. Um, so one of the things that we really focus on with our clients, and we don't always call it what it actually is, is the process mapping piece of Lean Six Sigma. So really helping people understand that there is a methodology for solving problems, or mapping out their processes, or identifying how they want to get their work done. Let or, me cut in just for yep, one sure. second. So I know what Lean Six Sigma right. is, but but uh, can you explain to some of our audience that may not be as familiar sure. with those terms? Sure, so Lean Six Sigma is the marriage of Lean and Six Sigma. They're two different things come together. They focus on eliminating waste. Which one's which? Uh -huh. Lean, eliminating waste. Okay. Six Sigma, eliminating mistakes, doing things right the first time. So they originated in the automobile industry. Lots of manufacturing firms use Lean Six Sigma. But there's a lot of the, the tools and the concepts of those two methodologies are absolutely applicable in a services business, whether it's a law firm or not. But in a law firm, one of the things that we see regularly at our clients' offices is that they really struggle with waste, with mistakes, with overproduction, with making 13 copies of something. With and, and it's hard to see that. When you're in it and you're doing it, it's hard to see that side of the business. And so oftentimes I'll come in and I'll look and say, well, why are you doing that? And what's their answer? Because we've always done it that way. They don't really think about and challenge themselves on finding the better way to do things. So when we talk about it with a client, we talk about continuous improvement. You know, Lean Six Sigma is kind of scary words. Somebody goes and Googles it, they read about Toyota and they say, I'm not Toyota, I don't make cars, I don't make widgets, I'm a law firm. So we don't always lead with the words Lean Six Sigma, but we talk to them about that methodology. And my focus is always on continuous improvement. It's a mindset, it's, for, it's, it's you saying, today I want to be just a little tiny bit better than I was yesterday and making sure that that happens every single day. Every day you're striving. You're, you're stopping and thinking, is this really the best use of my time? Is this really what I should be doing? Is this really how we should be doing that? And it really is. It's a culture. It's a mindset. It's a new way of life instead of doing today what I did yesterday, which is the easiest thing for us to do in every single area of our lives. It is much easier for me to wake up today, do exactly what I did yesterday, than to change something. So give me an example of this in a law firm setting. I think I think examples are, are wonderful sure. ways to, to drive the point home, but give me an example of something that you've uh, encountered in your experience where a law firm was being wasteful and then you applied your methodologies to, to improve the process, but not just that, but got them to continually improve what they were doing. What's a great example for that? So I think the concept of paperless, which is really never, ever, ever paperless, is a great example of um, efficiency and applying a process to how we do things. 
every law firm has some degree of paperless going on. Even the ones that you walk in and you see piles and piles of paper, there's still some things. Emails, for example. You might eventually print them out, God forbid, but I originally they're electronic, <laughs> right? So every law firm is doing paperless at some level, but really challenging them to think about needing that piece of paper in their hand and why it is beneficial. And it's not just about saving the trees. I'm all for saving the trees, but it's not just about that. It's that we can't share pieces of paper. If I have it, it's mine. You're not, unless you're in my space, we're not sharing that piece of paper. So we can't share it. We can't all go look for it. We can't necessarily find it if it's just paper. So when we sit down and we document the process for how we are all going to be on the same page with what's going on on in a file, putting together a paperless methodology, how we deal with incoming mail, it gets scanned, it gets filed, it gets named, and defining that process to take some of the fear away and the comfort of having, well, I would just know it's in the paper file. Well, how do we get you to know that it's going to be in the electronic file? We build a process. We teach people exactly what happens when the mail comes in, exactly what happens when an email comes in to just my inbox, how it gets filed away so you can find it later. We build that process. We set expectations. We make sure everyone is trained to follow that process. And then suddenly there's a heightened level of comfort with less paper. But that doesn't just happen because I showed up and said, guys, we really need to have less paper around here. We have to deal with the root core issues about why people are comfortable with paper. That you're asking to make a paradigm shift in thinking. Yep. So that's a great example of eliminating a wasteful uh, activity within mm -hmm. a law firm. And, mm -hmm. I, and I think that a lot of attorneys, you know, there's a big paperless drive, understand mm -hmm. the efficiencies that come from using a paperless environment or mm -hmm. some degree of it. But how about how about an, uh, an, an example where you eliminated a system of making mistakes mm. to make a law sure. firm more accurate in what they do? Sure, so um, a great example of that is using document automation and defining a process for how we create our documents. What's the way we do that right now? We think, I need to draft a contract. When was the last time I drafted a contract that was similar to this one. We think about it, we go find that contract, we read through it, we do find and replaces, and inevitably when we get to the end of that document, there's something that if we had drafted it from scratch, we wouldn't have had in that document. So what we like to do is encourage our firms to start thinking about gold standard documents. Like what is your typical real estate contract look like? and always work off of that gold standard document with either a line, just simply a line filled in, or maybe seven asterisks so I can do a search and replace and just tab through a document and fill in the information. So I always start with the same template. Because what inevitably happens from a mistakes perspective is I find a document that has been modified for someone else. Maybe clauses have been removed, clauses have been added. And I use that document not remembering why we added or removed certain clauses in the, in the document I used as my quote unquote template. If I had a gold standard document, I would eliminate those mistakes. So the process is identify the documents that you create over and over again. Identify your gold standard documents. Either in the simplest form, make them so you can just find and replace data set fields, or even more complex, build it into something like Hot Docs where you can build an interview. What's the husband's name? What's the wife's name? Who's gonna be the power of attorney? And walk through an interview process so those documents get filled out automatically, but always using the same template. Well, that's uh, that's a wonderful uh, process to get into to help eliminate mistakes. And you know, I, I, 
I've listened to two things that you hear, and I think I think about the value that's being added to ABA Tech Show with something. I mean, those aren't simple things. They're True. they're simple to talk about, but they are very complex in uh, in deploying them into your law firm. Well, one thing that I think is really important, and and we when I present to a group of law firms or a group of of administrators, I you know we're always talking about solving problems, right? And I have a graph that I put up that is a little Venn diagram, actually, and it is the intersection of three circles of people, process, and technology. And around those three circles is a big circle called culture. And we always say that you know when you're trying to solve a problem, that problem is typically showing itself as a, we'll say, technology problem, when in fact it's a process problem or a people problem. So when you start to think about problem solving in a law firm, you have to consider all four of those things. If you build a process and no one follows it, it's a people problem. If you decide that if you just bought a new software program, it's going to solve all of your problems, technology doesn't solve problems created by people or no process or bad processes. And then if you don't have a culture that supports moving the ball forward down the field, it doesn't matter what software program you have, what the people are willing to do, and what the process is. So really looking at all four of those things, technology is one piece of that, but you can't make technology decisions in a vacuum. Well, it looks like we're running short on time for our episode here today, but I wanted to ask you, Debbie, how can our listeners get a hold of you if they want to talk to you about this further or, sure. or uh, employ your services? You can email me at dfoster, F-O-S-T-E-R, at affinityconsulting.com, A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, consulting.com. Well, thank you for joining us. Awesome, thank you. This has been another edition of Special Reports. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.